Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to Hard Currency, the Financial Times podcast on the world of foreign exchange. This is Roger Blitz, and in the Forex News this week has been signs of currency moves on the back of real hard decisions after weeks of talk and bluster. The pound, for example, going along very nicely amid reports of Brexit breakthroughs in those interminable UK talks with the EU. The dollar, which, let's face it, doesn't really know what to make of another set of talks, this time among Republican senators over how big to make those long-awaited US tax cuts. And a dollar which is also being held down by a very flat US yield curve. And the Korean won. Asia's best performing currency of the year and still riding high after the Bank of Korea became the first central bank in the region in the region in an awful long time to raise rates, despite another missile test coming from the north. With me to discuss these moves and what they mean is Richard Benson, co-head of Portfolio Investments at Millennium Global. Um, currencies do feel like they're on the move, don't they? Uh, politicians, what are they? Are they walking the walk now? Well, I think this year has been all about rhetoric and talk. Uh, and suddenly in the last two weeks, we've started to see us move closer to re-election. And that's been on both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, I mean, this week we've had this UK breakthrough, writing a very, very large check, yes. or potentially writing a very large check. But on the US side of the equation, moving ever closer um, to some kind of tax reform in the US and the Senate's vote tomorrow critical to that. Yes. Um, on Brexit, um, you, you do think this is a breakthrough. Have, we haven't seen this before. Are you, are you, is, is that your reading? Well, I think we were coming towards a very difficult point where for investment of corporates in the UK, mm. if there was further stagnation, they would become tired of it and make the alternative uh, decision. But by offering up a very large liability number, as has been the case this side, only agreeable when the end deal is ever reached anyway. It opens up the next phase and discussion and potential investment yes. next year. The, 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 the Ireland conundrum, is that one for still to, still to trouble investors? Or do you think it's going I'm to not sure. It's, I think it's so complex and so enrooted in nationalism that perhaps it's not that relevant for markets. I think there is no solution. Um, so some form of middle ground will be found. Uh, quite perversely, it probably means it's very attractive for a Northern Ireland real estate mm. if that can be a special part of the United <laughs> okay, Kingdom. Fine. Um, having said that, the pound uh, has the potential to get to where um, I've seen even this week 138 being talked about. I think a lot of that depends on the dollar side of the equation. Um, certainly on its own merits, this pound has performed strongly this week. Cable is at new highs. Euro sterling is close to new lows. So the trade-weighted pound has, yeah. has performed strongly. But if we think about interest rates, and we're in a world where actually a lot of correlations have broken down recently, but in the space of pound, it's actually performed very highly correlated uh, to interest rates. And now we have an interest rate market curve 
in the UK, which is pretty fully priced. We have a full Bank of England price by August of next year. Yeah. Perhaps that can be brought forward to May. But you know, there's not much juice in the money markets in the UK from here unless we have signs of significant economic improvement. Okay. When does the market start thinking about this you know, phase two of um, the negotiations? If we get Past phase one, we sign the, the we, I mean, the UK pays the money, some kind of arrangement over Ireland transition deal agreed in principle. When does the market start thinking about how how the phase, the big phase two trade trade re- arrangement, how that will play? Well, I think it probably gives it quite a long run time. I think we're talking quarters, uh, if not longer, because I think it takes the heat off the, the agenda. Uh, we know that in the space of Europeans... still by the first quarter of 2019? Well, let's use the parallel of the, the Greek crisis, where the deal was done at the 11th hour, the Kicking 11th day the on Sunday night. Uh-huh. Um, so I think from that perspective, I think this will be a last-minute signing up. But at least this notion enables us to make some progress towards some kind of transition deal, which may not be that long. So to my question, therefore, actually... They don't worry about it. I think it takes us, certainly Q1 of next year, Brexit can perhaps leave our front pages, which is a great thing. And the Bank of England, do do they bring forward a rate cycle? Well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. The UK will have had the second worst growth in the G10 Mm. in 2017 and have raised interest rates. Uh, Let's wait and see where we are in February. There's a lot of mixed signs from the economic data. The unemployment rates suggest the Bank of England should be well on their way uh, towards normalising policy. But let's wait and see. Okay, so sterling has been a pretty binary story, or rather Brexit has been a pretty binary story for sterling. Are these US tax cuts similarly binary for the dollar, or is it more messy? I think it's become more messy. It's become more nuanced. But at the same time, the hurdle for a positive surprise has been lowered significantly. And the hurdle for positive market impact has been lowered. So the Senate, assuming that they pass tomorrow, uh, most likely, uh, this package, then it becomes an issue of uh, horse trading between the House's package uh, and the Senate's package. But those issues are mostly positive of whatever is agreed at the end of the day as a positive fillip to growth. So in an environment where actually we've had a number of inflation prints slightly higher than expected, with a low expectations again, there is some support for the dollar uh, around this time of the year. Um, so I think um, let's w- wait and see and see where markets find their way through next week, a critical week, I think, for the dollar into the end of the year. Um, with, uh, with the tax cuts overriding the story about a Fed rate hike uh, in the middle of December, do you think? I mean, the market's pretty priced that in now. Yeah, I think 100% priced yeah. in, 100% expected. I think Janet Yellen's comments yesterday were you know, very to the point. This is Janet Yellen, the dove, and it's baked in the cake. We've heard from Powell and from Yellen, and I think it'll be a very comfortable handover between the two, assuming nothing goes wrong between now and the transition. Now, I don't know about you, but I was very excited about the Korean won this week. Um, the Bank of Korea you know, and, and everybody else pretty much ignored the missile test. Uh, it's been quite of a, a lull on that. It's came, come back onto the news agenda. Isn't it a reflection that, um, you know, these, you know the, the, if a currency which is so vulnerable to uh, uh, geopolitical tensions between US and North Korea could um, continue to rally, that actually data is, is trumping, <laughs> trumping um, 
any political issues. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, if we think about economic fundamentals, they always come true at the end of the day. It's just a matter of timing and overlaid uh, with other issues. Mm. Certainly markets have become somewhat desensitised to the North Korea issue. And that's mostly because it is so binary. If nothing yes. happens, Everything it's irrelevant. At some point, isn't and it? It's, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a very, very binary issue. The yeah. fact that actually you know, uh, North Koreans announced that they can hit any US city um, with their new Category 15 weapon system, um, uh, whether it's true or not, is a, is a scary um, situation um, for the world. But economic fundamentals matter. The central bank is doing the right thing. I think raised one... rates for the first time. I mean, the first Asian uh, central bank to raise rates for what, for 2014 or something? Yep, it? yep. I, I think, you know, what is quite startling is how different... Um, Korea has become to Australia. Mm. Australia against the US dollar is at its weakest levels of the year. Mm. The Korean won is at its strongest levels of the year. That bifurcation is quite extraordinary. Uh, much of it linked to the tech cycle. Uh, we, we know which stocks are the strongest performers in the US, the, the strong rally in, in the tech sector, and Korea clearly a beneficiary of that. And if we're moving away from low rates, the other place which is starting to tighten is China, isn't it? Um, I mean, did, are we not seeing now, you know, a, a key region in the world now following suit with everybody else and thinking monetary tightening is the way to go? I mean, who is it who, is it who was saying this morning we've had 700 uh, rate hikes and, and now we're going to have 700 rate cuts and now we're going to have a thousand rate hikes i mean um are we in a in a kind of a new um a new era a new cycle definitely i'm not quite so sure because if you look at the us it's currently in its longest economic expansion cycle ever and a lot of metrics make the us look very very light cycle yeah. and i remember for everybody is that the us economy is the largest economy in the world and if that rolls over all these economies will as well one of the reasons coming back to the UK, the UK is so keen to try and normalise policy whilst it's can, because we know that this cycle is very long in the tooth. Yes. And so we need to get some order of cushion uh, away from where we are to be able to ease moving forward. OK, Richard. Three final questions. Very sh- very rapid reaction answers, if you may. Bitcoin at 11,000. What do you make of it? Not a real currency. OPEC, are we going to get a, uh, you know, carry on as you were, or is there going to be a wrinkle on that? So I think nine-month extension is in the price. I think it will be shorter than that. Three-month extension, downside risks to oil. Okay. December, is this a big month for currency investors to worry about, or can they see their way through to Christmas now? The key issue is the next two weeks. U.S. Congress finishes two weeks tomorrow. It's all about the next two weeks. Then you can go and eat your turkey. My thanks to Richard Benson of Millennium Global. So with December upon us, what does the last month of the year really hold for Forex investors? Next week, we will be looking ahead to that crucial Fed meeting and also that Brexit summit, which is in the middle of the month, uh, and also the outlook for emerging markets. Join us again for Hard Currency. Goodbye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. 
In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.